You're listening to Very Loose Women. Hello, listeners. You are tuned in to Very Loose Women. I am Soyla, and I'm joined here by Leo. Hi. And I've got our brilliant sound engineer, John, who's going to contribute. Hi, John. How's it going? You all right? How's it going? Yeah, it's all good. This episode, <laughs> we're going to be visiting the emotional subject of heartbreak, um, which for the keener of our listeners may sound like a familiar topic. For those people <laughs> who've been listening since 2014 yeah. um, <laughs> and have vlogged every single show that we've done. Yeah. So a different group of Very Loose Women touched on the subject of heartbreak in 2015, I think it was. Oh, sorry. Inaccurate. No, no, it's fine. Um, and it's our most listened show to date, and that was why I thought we could have another more up-to-date discussion on heartbreak now that we're a little older and hopefully wiser. Um, but before we get into broken hearts, um, well, let's hear this week's celebrations and frustrations. Do you want to kick off, Leo? Yeah, I think I've got two. One is that this is very cosy in the studio. I'm like, we're like bunched yeah, up together and we're actually having a yeah, close conversation. It's not been us for a while. It hasn't. It's really nice. Um, the other thing is, so I've been doing a quite an odd job in the past two weeks and um, I've been spending a lot of time with youth and community workers. And this one community worker spoke to me about the growth mindset, which is actually something I came across as um, when I was a teacher. Um, but it really sort of changed my conception. Okay, I'll start at the beginning. In sort of lefty London liberal circles, mm -hmm. there's a sort of woke competition, as you all I'm sure aware if you're in those circles mm. of like who's you know who's more right who's more persecuted like all of these things and um she just um she gave me this really powerful tool to sort of filter through all of that and just assess like where are the needs mm. and um the growth mindset is like how much how much you can say yes to mm. and how much you can sort of take risks on and and a lot of that depends on how like how much you can fall back on and, and, and how much of a security net you have. And that's sort of um, given me a, a really powerful way to assess my own privilege and then also to assess other, you know, to sort of see where people's needs might lie. And um, I've been taking that with me and it's given me a whole new lease on how to see the world. That sounds great. Yeah. That's a, so definitely a celebration. It's a very earnest and powerful thing for yeah. <laughs> for frustrations and yeah. celebrations. But um, we're going to do a much lighter show than usual. So I thought <laughs> I might as well just, just jump in the deep end with a big yeah. like see, dive you see, bomb. You say lighter show than usual. <laughs> but I really want to know about the most tragic event in your life. Yeah. But uh, yeah. before we do, um, I think my mine's more of a... A mixed bag. Um, so a couple of months ago, I had an outbreak of eczema, which was for the first time in my life ever, um, and could not f figure out what had caused it. And so kind of since then have had a really kind of, uh, I'd say, I wouldn't say rigorous, but m maybe some other people would call it rigorous, uh, skincare routine, really looking after it, you know, um, and then um, the other night, I put on a face uh, face mask. One of those. Was this a frustration or a celebration? I'm not sure which way this is going to go. This face mask. <laughs> well, it's a mystery. Well, yeah. no, it's a uh, both because I found out what the cause of my eczema was um, because it's that particular face mask. Oh. So my face, like I woke up and I, it felt like my. Imagine your cheeks like pushed right up against your eyes. It felt like that. Doing and, it right now. And like my like really face, great. I looked like I'd been punched in the face. And I was 
like, oh my gosh, what's this? And I thought, snap, it's the face mask. So um, frustration in that, it, I had a flare up, but mm-hmm. celebration that I now know finally what it is that causes the flare up. Yeah. So yeah, um, on that note, I'm going to move over to John. Okay. Um, well, yeah, mine's sort of a combined one as well, actually. Um, so I actually finally um, handed in my notice. I'm working down in Brighton at the moment um, and moving up to London. Wow, um, that is a celebration. Yeah. yeah. But well I mean, I, that celebration, it also I'm, I'm very scared to leave Brighton. You know, it's very safe. Everything's in walking distance. You know, there's no scary underground trains. Everything's a little bit easier and... You know, it's sunny and you're by the sea. And So yeah. why are you moving to London? Um, I'm going to try and sort out some sort of career for myself. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, it's been a year since I've left uni. And I've had a good time down in Brighton, but all the people, everyone's moving away now. So yeah. it's sort of like... Well, it sounds great. Like, you know, I think all of our listeners would be like, I hope he does well. Yeah. yeah. I hope so. Well, I mean, maybe we'll get regular updates depending on how... Yeah, we will. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep you updated, listeners. <laughs> Um, but we're going to move on to heartbreak now. And I think we've all had our hearts broken in one way or another. Um, whether it's over love or over your favourite reality show contestant being knocked out. Um, I've definitely had both of those. Um, but I think we should start heavy and kind of go in with what's the worst heartbreak you've ever dealt with. That is really heavy. I think we should start. Am I starting? You're looking at me. I'm looking at you. Like, I want to know. Oh gosh. The worst heartbreak okay. you've ever had. Just, I'm gonna give a little timeline. I mean, I'm okay. sure, sure there have been many. Um, how much do I give away on earth? So my first, <laughs> as much or as little as you want. There's Thank no pressure. You, no pressure. No pressure. But you speak now. Um, <laughs> okay. The biggest heartbreak was obviously I was in a four-year relationship, and when that ended, the breakup was actually um, we went to Papua New Guinea on a nine month project and four and a half months in um, you're pissing yourself and it's over my sadness sorry um, and my tears um, yeah four and a half months into it um, I said to him if you don't stop ignoring me given that there are two of us on this project and we live together and we work together then we have to break up and he's like oh well I've been meaning to broach this um that's how I remember it I'm apologize I'm obviously apologize if if he didn't remember it in that way I haven't consulted him for this as this essay um yeah so um so then we carry I decided to stay on the island it was this island called Bougainville that we've spoken about on the show before and um uh yeah spent four and a half months working with him post breakup post breakup and then when we came back well we didn't tell anyone that we'd broken up and (laughs) we weren't really doing relationshipy things before Mm -hmm. that we were just sort of the work had sort of taken over a bit and the living and just not the relationship Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was really sad I think I wanted to make it work and then I just didn't know how like it was like um like needing to speak a language and just not being able to to speak it or, or needing to swim and, and not knowing how to swim like it was it was that situation I just didn't know what to do to mm-hmm. make to make this thing live and so it died that's super grim <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah I don't know if you want to hear about like when I got back to London um well did it get worse the heartbreak or no no that's what's so strange so I think the nine months on the island like we didn't have a huge amount of contact I didn't have uh with other people like it was quite superficial friendships um like they were lovely people but there wasn't 
they, they just weren't people I'd known for a very long time. And uh, in London, like I've got all my best friends and my sisters and well, one of my sisters moved away. That's my frustration, actually. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So uh, and so when I got back, it was just like all of these people around me um, and all of these things that I could do again because mm. there wasn't a lot to do on this island. Um, and it just I and and maybe the pain from the breakup and I did the classic shave all my hair off and um, <laughs> the new hairstyle. <laughs> and I, I started going to loads of like. Um, sort of campaigny events um it started with this sort of workshop called the spark in in east london and and i learned a lot about um just sort of like counter capitalist stuff mm. um and i joined like those campaign groups and just got and ended up going to calais like a lot mm. spent a lot of time around like people who are in a lot more pain than mm. me um and uh and i just like loads and loads of like community activism basically just give 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 yeah so that i didn't have to sort of think about myself and it completely changed my life so that was that's in part kind of how you dealt with your i think so in hindsight yeah and you worked a lot i guess i it wasn't work it was like because i was doing like supply teaching as well but the work was um i was filming and i was volunteering and i I spent a month in a refugee camp in greece Mm. as well teaching and um and i just i just wanted to be there for other people because i wasn't there for me sort of thing um, and it was, okay. and it gave me a huge amount. Like it was, it made me quite, I remember this saying it to someone at the Spark, someone I didn't really know, um, but I was just mm. like, oh, you're going through a breakup. Are you feeling really euphoric right now? <laughs> like I was on such a high and it was, um, I don't know what it was in my brain that was going on, but I was just like, I can do anything. Yeah, I mean, that's and, great. That's it, a great feeling. It was it was really, really amazing. Like, the actual breakup, those four and a half months were really, really, really tough. And, yeah. and like I said, like, I was trying to save something and... And it was just like, oh, it just wasn't there. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to help it. I think that's that's the thing with heartbreak. I think whenever, well, firstly, whenever we think heartbreak, we think immediately kind of relationship heartbreak. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, I think maybe post the fact, like now, I feel I look back on it and I think, oh, that was so. I feel so pathetic about how upset I was about the ending no, of a relationship. I don't. I I I, d- I definitely don't feel pathetic about. Even when I was like, uh, what was it, 17, 18, 19, I was obsessed with this guy who, in hindsight, yeah. was very obviously a total asshole. Um, like, they all are. There's so many red flags. They all are. Yeah, well. So, sorry, on behalf of, of my entire gender. <laughs> there, are, there are lovely versions of your yeah. gender, but this, this man was not one yeah. of them. Um, and. And like I don't even feel embarrassed about how obsessed I got with him, even though like he was no. obviously a terrible. But I think person. we all we all do that. Like mm. I think we've all kind of had that kind of thing, and I'm sure that it's not just um, you know it's not just men; it's also women who kind of induce heartbreak. As, yeah, um, I mean definitely. I, I I found that sort of towards so I had like a three year relationship, um, and towards the end it was one of those things where you you see all these. It's shown in films and media all the time where you're you know the only person who can't see it. It was all my friends could see that we really weren't good together and, you know, it was just not working out. But mm. I just did not see it at all. I was completely just, oh, no, 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 but it will work. Like, it was just, you know. And it's just such a strange thing to see from the outside now and to look back on, you know, what it was and just think, like, how did I not notice that? Mm. Um, and I was going to say, you know, it would have, it was quite a, a strange breakup because we broke up um, on a holiday. But it was a, you know, I thought that was quite a good story until I heard, you know, nine months... <laughs> <laughs> on an island 
So you, you beat me there. In the Pacific. <laughs> this is the thing, like trying to beat each other. I did have a moment where um, I was friends with someone for like four approaching five years. And we just started trying like um, after that kind of long friendship of kind of being together and it didn't work out <laughs> and I just and um, very so it was kind of, you know he was like oh um, I've got no time for friends at the moment and then I saw like a week later he was on a lad's holiday I was like okay that's a bit rude but okay and then um and then the next thing I heard of him was that he'd moved to Israel and I hadn't told me and I found out from kind of another friend who was like oh yeah so yeah so he's He's having a nice time in Israel. Have you heard from him? And I was like, what do you mean? He's just it's somewhere else. And I didn't know. So um, I found that quite... Is it, you were like um, geographically ghosted. Like, that's like, oh my God, that's yes. That's like some pretty intense yeah. ghosting. That's really intense Like ghosting. moving continent is, and not telling you is like, yeah, and it's that's, the ghost of all ghosts. Yeah, and I think I was so upset because we'd had a, a very long and I would say kind of, well, very long four years like a successful friendship to then just kind of and you know I don't speak to this person at all now and I get I still get really like down about it if I think about it for long Mm. enough um but yeah I think there's different you know you have your friendship heartbreaks and you have heartbreaks over things like um I don't know pets as well like you know when you're yeah, your darling uh, Toby goes missing. <laughs> it sounds weirdly specific. <laughs> Toby, if you're listening. <laughs> Come home. Does this pet listen to the radio? <laughs> Maybe. Who yeah, knows in their new home? Um, but yeah, so what are the kind of different other non-love-related heartbreaks? I mean, it I is love-related, um, so oh, okay. I'm not sure if this answers your question. But it's but not going to. But on the on. 14th, uh, my big sister moved to America and i i was so i'm usually quite repressed and um (laughs) i i I don't generally like i quite rarely cry i cried um when my ex and i broke up um i sort of just went in the hammock and like just wouldn't come out (laughs) and just sort of cried on my own we all cry on our own (laughs) for four months yeah well you joke but it was um but anyway um no she she left and i was just like oh you know things happen we i've been apart from my family but it it turns out like over the past few years we've built like me and my two sisters we've built this sort of thing where we see each other really regularly in london Mm. and um my big sister lived right next to one of the places where i work really frequently and i would go over to her and her husband's place and have a meal and like just in the middle of a work day it was such a like glorious glorious thing mm. um and she would support me and she would say like oh i'm so proud of you and i would tell her about something that was happening in my sort of work life and um and then when she left like the, i thought it was the last day i was seeing her i got really really upset and i cried and so i saw her again before she left even though i was really stressed about work and i was just and then that I was just a wreck that night. I was crying so much. I didn't know that I felt like that. Mm-hmm. And and I usually don't cry. And it was just like, I was, I was just like overpowering. And I think it was heartbreak. Like, I think I'm heartbroken that she's moved to America. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's very sad. sad for you. Well, don't pick a show like Heartbreak. <laughs> you don't want to hear about sad stuff. Do you think that was part of it that was like, because you weren't expecting there to be a big sadness there? Yeah, definitely. And then it kind of hit you, took you by surprise. And it was just... We've always, like, for a lot of my life, like, we've lived in different countries and in different continents. And I think I just hadn't really thought about it that I got so used to us all being in London. Mm. And, like, that's over now. She's an American. She's going to give birth to an American. So that's, oh. that's what she does. Yeah. 
Okay, heartbreaking in itself. She's married to an American, I should explain oh, okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but, like, I think there are different ways in which you deal with heartbreak. There's always this... There was this thing recently I heard about... Uh, I think I read it on Twitter, actually. <laughs> advice from Twitter, where you should deal with things um, within three days. So, um, kind of, you know, the first day, and then you have the second... You know, first day is your kind of mourning... And your second day is you're kind of grieving and anger. And on the third day, like Jesus, you rise. <laughs> and mm. kind of, I saw that. And very recently, and I'd call this a heartbreak as well. Um, I won't go too much into it, but um, I have to move out of my childhood home. And um, that really, I didn't expect that to upset me anywhere near as much as it has done. Um, and I'd say that's a heartbreak. But in dealing with that, you have kind of different support mechanisms so Mm. I have my family who are also going through the same thing with me so there's that shared experience but then on the other side of that when I went through kind of um, depression uh, during my university days and I went through therapy and learned techniques to help me deal with very incredible incredibly deep and kind of like difficult emotions Mm, I need that Um, but yeah but then there are other times when I'll deal with it by watching Submarine um, by Richard Ayoade on repeat and I'll just watch that again and again. Oh my gosh, yeah, I have had so many, so much feeling has gone through rom-coms, like predictable yeah. rom-coms. Mm. Like, that has been such a therapy like, treatment. what's your kind of patch? Oh, no, what's I, your like, uh, what, what do you call it when you get a cut and you put a thing on it? A plaster. Oh, a plaster, that's it. What's your it's, plaster? It's not a plaster, it's, not a plaster. it's the antiseptic. It like stings, oh, gets out, yeah, and then it's clean. Yeah, it's not the plaster at all. Okay, but like, um, see, plaster's just bowls full of pasta. Okay, that sort of thing. And yeah. telling your friends you're all fine, you know, <laughs> yeah. like going home and crying. Yeah, <laughs> keeping busy, that yeah. kind of thing. Oh my god, keeping busy, 100. percent That's so my technique. That's, yeah. And then you'll say, "I'm keeping busy," and then you go and get your hair cut. <laughs> it's like there's these things that you do. You get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly me. Yeah, like, that that happens to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like a new person. <laughs> I know I'm going to prove. I'm going to prove to them that I'm so much better than them. Yeah. And like, and then you go home and it's like, what have you eaten today? I've had three crispy creme donuts <laughs> and an entire McDonald's. <laughs> um, I on on the day after my sister left, I went to a choir uh, for people what? with. <laughs> <laughs> You've never I... It was for work. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> but, but no, but that's the thing. I don't generally go to a choir. That is a relevant point mm-hmm. to the story. It was a choir for people with, <laughs> with dementia. And um, and I went and they were singing sort of key tunes from the 50s. Mm-hmm. And they sang Moon River. And Breakfast at Tiffany's is like number one go-to cry movie. Yeah. For when, like, not, I haven't done it for a few years. I've never seen that film. Okay. Okay, you need to. Next time, um, um, someone wants to have a someone I really fancy and wants to go on a date and then reject me. Yeah, Moon River's the one. Yeah. No, Breakfast at Tiffany's is the one. Yeah, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so they started singing Moon River, and I think it unblocked something like between my sister leaving and all of my feelings around Breakfast at Tiffany's in that film. <laughs> um, there, there's like a scene at the end. Like, I'm not going to tell you the end. You haven't seen it. Okay. Um, uh, and I just like. 
I like almost cried in front of this whole room. I was like, <laughs> keep it in, keep it together, keep it together. And and then that evening I was telling my partner about how everyone sang Moon River and it just all came out. <laughs> I was just like in floods of tears. It was so weird and crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. crying is so it was, that good. Like, not always mm. cathartic for me, but that afterwards I was like, wow, I feel really relaxed and happy. And she's like, my, uh, Ellie was like, you're learning how to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you're crying emotionally. <laughs> That does sound like a scene from a rom-com, though. You know, you go to a church, you know, because you're, you're wondering, you don't know what to do with yourself. And it turns out they're just singing, like, the song that you heard for your first dance, and you just break down. <laughs> don't do it. Don't sing that. It's not fair. Uh, what, I mean, have besides kind of, like, cutting hair, extreme kind of ways... I've shaved. I shaved it. I went in oh, you shaved. with a picture That's of Mia most, Farrow. Is that your... <laughs> And I was like, this. Because <laughs> the, the hairdresser didn't speak very good English. She, she spoke Spanish mainly. I don't speak any Spanish. And so I communicated through pictures, which is the best way with hairdressers anyway. And I was mm. like, this picture of Mia Farrow. And she it was looked perfect. I loved it. It was a great haircut, but you have to keep it up with short haircuts. Yeah. You have to like, it was only a tenner. Really recommend Campbell getting your haircut. Mm. Um, but you have to like go every like three weeks if you have short hair. And I just yeah. can't be down with that. We all have long hair. It's much yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, now that you've kind of got older, how has the way that you've managed heartbreak changed? Because I like from the first time I was heartbroken, um, I was very angry and did a lot of the things on Twitter where I was like, oh, and I wrote, oh my God, I wrote um, breakup poetry, which mm. I very recently went through because I um, was going through all documents, deleting stuff. And I saw this old kind of breakup poetry from like 2014. And well, as old as the first version of the show. And I was like, Ugh, that's so bad. And it's so it doesn't I felt like it It doesn't mean anything now. And mm. so I went through and I was deleting this this kind of old Gosh. poetry. Gosh. Um, but I mean, there are some that I've kept because I thought, oh, that's uh, that's not bad. Um, <laughs> but kind of that was my method then. I'm, I'm happy that there was silver lining. <laughs> but now I partly a shit poet, but sometimes yeah. a great one. Yeah, sometimes it's a good poet. Are we going to end on one of your your poems? We're not going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to do that. So should do that uh, next week. But like now, even though I might write poetry in the moment of feeling very tense because mm. I can need to get the emotion out, and if you're in a situation where you can't cry, yeah, it's like I need to get it out somehow yeah, yeah but I think now I don't really react in a kind of poetic way I'd say I kind of try and mm. sort through it kind of more what's it called like methodically yeah 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 there's definitely less poetry as I've grown older yeah which can only be a good thing <laughs> I wrote pages and pages. it wasn't even heartbreak I just thought the word sounded nice like um anyway uh I stop that um yeah uh, I actually that obsession that I had at uni I did mm. end up writing a book after that <laughs> <laughs> so like that clearly upset me somehow but yeah I know what you mean like you're a lot more mature than me you're 23 and you managed to do that and I'm 31 and I'm still like was that crying <laughs> why <laughs> um, so I mean I'm still getting a grip on that but I am learning to like notice displacement of emotions for instance mm. like I got back the other day and I was really angry and then today I was like oh I was angry because I'm actually upset about my sister leaving mm. like oh that makes sense to me now but I think like at 23 I was definitely not of the level of identifying that in myself mm. yeah I mean I'm I'm quite good at blocking things out initially you yeah, know like too. I can usually act pretty 
calm and, and fine and then later on it will just be like I'll be feeling really upset or even when it's happening I'm like I'm blocking it out and I'm like this is going to come back badly later you know mm, I was going to yeah. have to do this at a time that I can do it on my own yeah but yeah well, it's, it's good it's that strange. you're identifying that yeah. Yeah, it's something I slowly noticed, I think, that yeah. I would just get sad over the most ridiculous things. And mm. then I'd be like, why was that? And I'd think, oh, yesterday I yeah. repressed that thing. Yeah. You know, it was it's quite a, yeah, it was a in the open. very direct, like it was a very... Um, what, indirect? Yeah. yeah it's but kind it of was... cat and mousey. Mm. It's like, there are so many people, well, my partner's one of them, but her emotions are her emotions. Mm. Whereas for me, it's like A equals B plus C <laughs> minus D. And, which you won't feel until Yeah, until e. two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's very complicated and annoying. Yeah. But it makes me think I need therapy. Yeah, well, I think therapy... Who doesn't? Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think ultimately kind of lasting lasting thoughts on, on a heartbreak is that everyone goes through it and there's always someone to, you know, do talk about you're feeling don't feel stupid about your heartbreak I think no, that's the thing I think I, I was worried about that and you know at uni um the friends I chose at the time were like oh you're attention seeking blah 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 and I was like it's not good to, to say to someone who no. you know is going through mental health issues no um no, that's so really it's just kind of be supportive and yeah. you know if kind of people aren't if you're not if your friends I'm going to say in air quotes are people who aren't giving you the support you feel like you need or dismissing mm. how you feel in any kind of sense. Yeah. Been there. there there are people who are going to be able to listen to you properly. So just yeah. keep looking yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It could be family, it could be distant relatives, it could be friends or could be Toby the dog. <laughs> could be Toby actually Toby was a cat. Oh, right. Um but I also like confided a lot in my tutors at uni. Mm. But I felt like at the time that's that was when most of my heartbreak happened. Mm. I think because I've been single for a while I've and not really committed to anyone or any kind of emotional feeling it's been much easier <laughs> but there there we go yeah avoid avoid yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, despite what it says on twitter maybe give yourself longer than three days oh okay well. yeah 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 oh gosh thanks That's, for saying yeah, that yeah, <laughs> that <was laughs> unnecessarily short amount of time <laughs> sure. like after the third day i'm not ready to rise yet it's like yeah, for it's a fine. Four, four year relationship <laughs> i think it's going to take a bit more than three days i think we kind of yeah. moved on to something else straight after that and then yeah. forgot to be like oh actually that was rubbish yeah you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that's a good point <laughs> that's a good point take yeah. as much time as you need i think yeah. is the, the oh. lasting thought um so I think we're going to finish there on that kind of lovely moment. Um, you've been listening to Very Loose Women and you can tune in to our 2015 version of Heartbreak and much more on Acast, Apple and Google Podcasts and on Spotify. I have been Soila and thank you to Leo. You're welcome. And thank you so much to John. Thank you. Who has also been magically sound engineering for us and to Resonance 104.4 FM for hosting us. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at VLW Radio, on Facebook too, or send us fan mail, fan email, um, and fan physical mail. And post, 144 um, Borough High Street. Yeah, and Thank that's you. and emails at vlwradio.gmail.com. Thank you and good night. <laughs>